Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Digging Deeper with Mandy and Erica. I'm Erica. And I'm Mandy. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us and welcome. This is a podcast about digging deeper into God's Word to learn it, understand it, and share it with you guys. That's right, Erica. And today we're going to just jump right into what we're going to be studying, diving head first. Do you remember when we did that podcast? Probably not. It was a couple months ago now. But we talked about we being saved and we said, what are we saved from? Hmm. Yes. Right? Like right. how often do we say that? But we ever we never even know what what it was we were in danger of in the first place. Right, because nobody's ever like, You're saved, but what are you saved from? I could never I couldn't have answered that. Yeah. I mean it puts you in two categories. Everyone's either in one of these categories. You're saved or you're not saved. And if the people who are like, well, I'm not saved, what am I facing? Like, what is coming to me that I'm not saved from? Well, we'll tell you. Yep. Okay. Okay. In Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Okay. We're saved from the wrath of God. Right. God will, God, no part of God's character endorses sin. He hates sin. Right. With every part of his being, he hates sin. Yes. Which should make us think about something. If God hates sin so much, we should hate sin that much too because we love God. Right. And he also says, be holy for I am holy. Yes. Romans 5.12. But I do want to say that you're right. God's character is holy. And yes, we should care about that and we should imitate that and be holy too but romans 5 12 <laughs> says therefore just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin so death spread to all men because all sinned and what does that mean one man the first man was adam mm -hmm. that's where sin originated in the garden you can read that in genesis 3 but because of that sin entered the world and we were all born into sin which just means we have a sin nature we have a flesh side to us that just wants to sin all we the just time have pleasure in sinning yes which is really awful news because we want to be in heaven eternally with god but god hates sin and god's character cannot live with sinful people like you said earlier sin separates us from god in romans six twenty three, it says the wages of sin is death hmm. but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord there it is again our lord there it is. <laughs> when it says the wages of sin is death, we have to know that this means spiritual death. Because even those people who are saved die mm -hmm. physically. Right. So when it says the wages of sin is death, it's spiritual death. If you die in your sin, having never paid the payment for your sin, the wage, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it means. The wage of your sin, the payment for your sin, for everyone's sin, for your sin and my sin, the payment that we all will receive or should receive is death is spiritual death spiritual eternal separation from god in the place that he created to keep us separated which is called hell mm -hmm. it's a real place if you are left at the end of your life to make that payment on your own or bear the weight of that payment i should say hmm. you will find yourself in hell that is a reality yeah okay but the free gift of God is eternal life with, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God loved us so much that he gave us a gift. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says, He made him, this is God made Jesus. I'll read it like that. 
God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Okay. Jesus lived on this earth. Jesus is God in the flesh, come down. Mm -hmm. He knew no sin. He did not sin. He never sinned. He never, never, he was God. He never lost his God nature at any point in time. But God did a swap. It's, we call it a substitution. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you believe that he took the payment on the cross for your sin mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't have to. He made atonement for your sin. He paid the price that meant you were forgiven for your sin. It's not that you never sinned. You were never guilty. You're st you were still guilty. Yeah. You still sinned. There was still payment made on your behalf for your sin. It just fell on Jesus. He took that for you. Yeah. So that you wouldn't have to. In 1 John 2, 2, it says, He himself, this is Jesus, He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. And here's what that means. That this is available to anyone. Mm -hmm. Not everyone automatically gets it, but it is available if anyone wants it. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. He is the satisfactory payment to God for your sin. If you trust in Jesus as your Savior, God says that's acceptable. And he will forgive you mm -hmm. of that sin. He will pour his wrath out on your sin, but he'll pour it out on Jesus, which he already did. So, like I said, this is available mm -hmm. to anyone. If you want to be saved, if you want to know that you're saved, Jesus is the only way. Yes. What he did on the cross was he took God's wrath, God's wrath for sin upon himself. Th that answers the question, why did Jesus die on the cross? For you, personally. Jesus is personal and intentional. He died for me, for you, you. And his death was accredited to us. So what that means is we had a debt and it was paid and credited to our account so that we didn't have to pay it, which is unbelievable. What other religion did somebody die for you and then be raised again? First of all, prophesied it and then it came true. And it all happened. Yeah, first prophesied all the way back in Genesis. Yeah. Right after the first yes. sin came into yeah. the world, the first prophecy was made that God would overcome that. Yeah. God would make a way for his people to be reconciled to him. Yep. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'll just read the scripture that is basically what you said in Colossians 2, verses 13 and 14. When you were dead in your transgressions, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. If you don't understand that, that's fine. Um, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Hmm. Just like you said, all those sins, all those mistakes, everything you've done, it was this whole list of all your sins. And it was hostile towards you. And you, it's a bit like if you went to court... <laughs> You're going to be found guilty. Yes. Because you are. We already talked about that in the last podcast. But if you ask Jesus to save you, he will. And he, like I said, he'll take that sentencing and he'll nail it to the cross. Yes. And that's all that's needed. And there's nothing. 
There's nothing you can do on your own. You can't add to that in any way. That's such a magnificent thing. This is purely a gift from God. Romans 8.38, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That goes hand in hand with John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him and not will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus, God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus so that we can have a life with God in heaven. Yeah. And nothing can separate us from that life, from that love. Yeah. Uh, honestly, only we can separate us from God's love by rejecting it. Yep. Is that true? Yeah. And that's sad because how many people reject God's love? A lot of people. They're just content with their life right now. They don't think they need Jesus. Man, that's so sad. Yeah, it's super sad. You're right. It answered that question you asked all the way at the beginning of this series. Um, why did Jesus die on the cross? It was very personal. Um, that's what I realized. When I got saved, it finally hit me why Jesus died on the cross. It had to do with me personally that I... I just didn't realize that I was bearing the weight of my sin completely unless I trusted Jesus and what he did on the cross. And I'll be completely honest with you, Mandy, and everyone else who's watching or listening, <laughs> is that there are moments in my life where I've gone back kind of like examining myself and just kind of, not that I think I am have lost my salvation or I need to do it again, but I'll just sit down in prayer when I'm completely by myself and it's just me and God and I'm like, just I just run through everything in my brain and what I really believe and what's true. And I always come to that point where I'm like, I trust you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I trust what you did on the cross. That, that is my salvation because that's all I have. Mm -hmm. I have nothing else. I have only my trust in Jesus. I can't say, well, I've done all these good things, God. You know, I'm trusting in them that that's going to push me up into heaven. I can't, I can't trust in the fact that I've been to church like, you know, Nine, nine Sundays out of every 10 Sundays. I can't, there's nothing I can do is good enough. I have nothing to trust except Jesus. And I just cling yes. to that. Yes. And that's it. Yes. And that's really ultimately it for everyone who's saved. All you have is your trust in what he did. Yes. There's no magic prayer that you can say. No, it all no. starts with the heart and accepting Jesus for what he did. And being our Lord and Savior, right? So the question now is, are you saved? I hope and pray that the answer is yes. If you've been convicted and you're starting to think I'm not saved, um, if you're like, oh man, I didn't make it through that list, Mandy. I'm afraid I'm not saved or I've been convicted of sin and I want to be saved. If that's you, um, we're going to say a prayer. I can say it if you want me to. I'll say a prayer. And you can follow along with me in the prayer, but listen, we're not holy people. Mm -hmm. We we can't get you into heaven. No. The prayer that I'm going to say, just repeating those words, that's not going to do it for you either. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it has to come from your heart. You're talking directly to God, so he can see your heart. No matter what you say, he sees the, the reality behind it. So you got to believe this in your heart. 
you could you could just turn this off now you could just pray right now to god yourself mm -hmm. and that would be if it's true and you mean it and you go and, and you understand what you said and you're ready to make that decision and get saved you can just do it on your own there's no magic formula there's no magic prayer there is no such thing as the sinner's prayer that you have to say in any particular manner or way um, you're capable of doing it on your own but if you do need assistance if you just want that extra little bit of assur assurance that someone who's a little bit further along in the faith could you could lead you through the proper wording or whatever, I'd be happy to say that prayer right now. Mm -hmm. And you could just follow along right after me. Um, and that's perfectly acceptable too. But the bottom line is, is if you actually believed all that and this is your crying out to God moment, if that's the case after the prayer, you can confidently say that you are saved. Yes. You are forever saved. You are a Christian for real now. Yes. You have eternity to look forward to in heaven with Jesus. Yes. With God. And we're so happy to <laughs> welcome you to the faith. Yeah. And I just want to add that you're not too far gone too. If you think that oh, I can't be saved because of what I've done in my past that it's too bad for god listen it's not god can save you out of anything as long as you give your life over to him and him only yep all right all right so i guess we'll just pray now so yep. heavenly father i thank you by your providence that you brought this message to me today and you have opened my eyes and you have helped me to realize that I might not be saved. I might have been trusting in something else to get me into heaven. And that cannot happen. Or I am still guilty of my sins. I have sinned and I have not repented. I have not trusted in you yet. And I want to make that right, right now. So Lord... Forgive me of my sins. I repent. I acknowledge that they were wrong and that I have fallen short of your glory and of your goodness. And I trust that Jesus Christ came as a man in this world. He lived a sinless life and he went to the cross on my behalf and he paid the penalty for my sin on the cross. And by the shedding of his blood, he made atonement for me. And by his righteousness, by his scars, I am healed. And I acknowledge Jesus Christ is God. And I acknowledge him as Lord over my life. And Lord, I just ask from this day forward that you would transform me, that you would renew me that I would never be the same, that I would be obedient to you. Help me in my faith, grow me in my spiritual maturity. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm. If that was you, welcome. Yes, and if that was you, please comment below or email us directly we love to hear these stories yes 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 okay bye <laughs> now what if you like the podcast like share subscribe comment um 
do all them things. And we just thanks, thanks. We thank you guys for watching and supporting us. It really means a lot to us, and it really encourages us. Yep, it does. Yep. Thank you.